on this episode of the InsureTech Geek Podcast, talking about building an InsureTech ecosystem with Stacey Brown from InsureTech Hartford. The InsureTech Geek Podcast, powered by JB Knowledge, is all about technology that's transforming and disrupting the insurance world. We'll be interviewing guests and doing deep dives into specific tech we see changing the industry. We're taking you on a journey through insurance tech, so enjoy the ride and geek out. And we are back with another episode with my illustrious co-host, the most interesting man in insurance, Rob Galbraith. What's going on, Rob? Hey, not too much, James. Just uh, thrilled uh, to be here. Summer's coming and excited for our guest uh, today. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have a good guest, a good conversation, a uh, good, good discussion around insure tech and the ecosystem. Rob, of course, in San Antonio, Texas, uh, yours truly in uh, beautiful Aggie land. That's uh, Bryan Brian College Station, Texas, uh, hanging out here. At, uh, at headquarters and with us today, I believe you're in Hartford, Connecticut, aren't you? Yeah, but I never heard anybody say it like that before. <laughs> I know. I just like saying it like somebody from Boston talking about packing the car in the yard, even though uh, no one would ever say it that way. From Hartford, Connecticut, with Chester Willingham III. Uh, no, Stacy Brown from Hartford, Connecticut, uh, InsureTech Hartford. Uh, glad to have you on today, Stacy. I've been wanting to have you on this thing for a while, man. Thanks, James. I'm glad we finally made it happen. I've been wanting to connect with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Doing some cool things over there uh, that I'm pretty geeked out to talk about. Uh, your current uh, title and company, you're founder of InsureTech Hartford. That's InsureTech, I-N-S-U-R-T-E-C-H, InsureTechHartford.com. You guys have a bunch of really cool events and social media and the InsureTech movement has kind of spread like wildfire. I just recently got to go to an InsureTech Chicago event while I was at the, I was in Chicago for the Reuters event. And so uh, yes, which was super fun. And I'll be at the Reuters event again in June and the Reuters event again in uh, Austin in September. So I'm going to, looks like I'll be a frequent flyer this year at the, uh, at the Reuters insurance conferences, but I uh, got to, got to hang out there, see some really cool stuff, meet some cool people, talk about cool topics. Um, but you know, it sure takes more than that. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about you. Let's just talk about your background. Um, where were you born and raised and what did you dream of doing when you were a kid? Uh, well, I, I've lived in Connecticut my whole life. I moved around uh, Fairfield County growing up and uh, ultimately wound up uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is, uh, you know, back in the day was kind of a rough neighborhood to be growing up in. Um, but it's also known as the Park City uh, because there's a lot of parks and it's uh, it's along the, the, the Long Island Sound. So there's there's beaches and stuff. So it was a, it was a nice area. Um had its nice areas, I should say. Uh, and I, after, after that, I just kind of started moving around. I lived in New Haven area for a long time. And that's when I got into insurance. And, and so I was communicate, commuting, commuting from Hartford, uh, to Hartford from the New Haven area. And I said, you know what? I, I think it's time to move closer to Hartford as I'm probably going to be doing this for a while. And, and now I live in a, in a town called Colchester. Uh, it's about 30 minutes from Hartford. And, uh, and, and now who goes to the office anymore? So that, that was a little bit of my fast forward through my life story. Yeah. Evidently no one goes in the office anymore because uh, commercial real estate's in the process of absolutely collapsing. So <laughs> we'll see. Like we couldn't see that coming, right? I know. Right. That and, you know, parking garages and everything else that, uh, Peter Diamandis originally projected would go away and be a, be a relics of the past. And they are quickly becoming relics of the past, uh, fat more, you know, more quickly than we thought they would because, uh, 
COVID kind of proved everything could be remote. And, you know, there's a lot of companies that are, uh, that are reshaping their thoughts around that. You, you have a, you know, went, went through a, a business education, right? And mm-hmm. you ended up back in my day and you and I are around the same vintage, you know, the, the same, the, the same je ne sais quoi, the, 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 the grapes are very good that you're on, uh, we were born in the, it was um, a good year. Yeah. It was a good year. It was, it was a good year. So you were chief technology officer of eggheads and entrepreneurs. You're a web consultant at SoftQuest. You did director of security system at Traveler. So, so you actually geeked out on some technology stuff for a couple of years, and then you got into insurance. Like, what was the what was the parlay through tech and into insurance? Actually, backing up even from that. So. And and so I don't know. You want to get this personal? I, yeah, I, dude. I Be actually personal. I didn't I didn't I didn't go to high school. I'm sorry. I went to high school. I didn't go to college after high school. Uh, I I thought you know what? I, there's no way I want to have one of those corporate job things, and I'm gonna go be an entrepreneur. And my 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 dad was in the gas station business, and he said, "Come work for me. I'll get you set up in uh, with your own your own store, and life will be good." And after a few years of that, I realized, um, yeah, no, life wasn't going to be good. And uh, at least not in the family business. So then I started bopping around. I did a bunch of retail jobs. I, I worked in restaurants. I, I was really, you know, um, sitting there at the, in my early 20s thinking like, oh, man, why didn't I go back to school? So uh, when uh, eventually I did and I was working full time, I, I got married young. I had two kids and, and I decided, you know, what, I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to go back to, to school. And so I started college at age 24 or 25, something like that, where again, like I said, I was already married. I had two kids. I was working the, this, this retail job and um, I'll just never forget the moment. You know, you have these moments when you look back at your life and like, that was one of those forks in the road moments. And like the, you had this epiphany and, and things started moving from there. And I was sitting there in this, um, this in the warehouse of this uh, large, store it was called Caldor. Caldor went out of business. Uh and and then it was after that that I got my first ever IT job. But anyway, um Caldor was like Target, right? Uh it, it like Target is today. In fact, when the Caldors went out of business, a lot of the retail locations turned into Targets. But anyway, I'm sitting there at six o'clock in the morning. I had closed the night before. Um it was Christmas season and uh, we're looking for a box of boots to put up into the shoe department. And this guy's like, I know it was, it came off the truck. We, it got delivered. It's here somewhere. And then he looks up and he's in the warehouse. He says, Oh, I see it. So it's like six, six fifteen in the morning. This guy's like 45 years old and he's climbing the, the, the shelving in the warehouse, right? He's not even using a ladder. He's just like scaling it. And he's hanging on by one arm while he's, beat in this box of boots with the other arm. And he's like, watch out below. And, and, and as I'm standing there looking up at him, I just thought to myself, you know what? When I'm his age, I just don't want that to be me. And that was what made me say, that's it. I'm going back to school, you know? And I, and I, and I, you know, I started, but it was tough because I was working full-time in retail, which had me working all kinds of odd hours, you know, uh, trying to go to school for at least four classes a semester. And I had a, a wife with who, who wasn't working because she was raising our two kids. And it was just really, really stressful times. But then, and then when Caldor went out of business, I lost my job, right? And I was like, what am I going to do? And that's when I found Eggheads and Entrepreneurs. I got very lucky because that was in the late nineties, right? And it was like the dot-com boom was, 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 was underway. And uh, if you knew how to code 
uh, you 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 could uh, you can get a job. And I was and I was the guy walking around with a sign that basically said, "We'll code for food." Right. I I wanted to start my own web development firm, so I walked into this this shop and I and I told them a story. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about building a website, right?" And uh, and I wound up spending like the afternoon there, and the, the one the the two founders of the company. Uh, you know, got to talking to me and I, and they said, you know what, we'll give you a shot. Uh, because at that point I didn't have a college degree. I didn't have any, any background at all in any it related stuff, but I had this huge passion for it. Cause what I forgot to mention is part of my background was I started building, um, commercial applications uh, in software when I was about 12 years old, uh, using basic uh, computer programming language on an IBM PC. So actually, even before that, I started with my Commodore 64, right? So I always had this like tech thing going. Same same path I had, brother. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. GW basic on a, on a trash, a trash 80. G- I, mean, I, I had, yeah. G- yeah. G- GW basic. You got it. So that, that was that. So that was always in me. And what I wanted to do when I grew up was be a computer programmer, right? And uh, so that's why I went back to school uh, for for computer science, and I and I I had it set that I wanted to be a, a computer programmer. That's what we called it back in the days. It wasn't a software engineer, you know. It was a I was going to be a computer programmer. So I, I got to eventually, you know, live that dream, and I got that first job with Aikens and Entrepreneurs. I became quickly became the, the chief technology officer because it was a small shop and it was a kind of, it was a startup and we did a lot of cool web work and I, I taught myself everything I need to know the JavaScript the HTML this was back in the day when, when I started you, had, you did all the stuff by hand there was no you know WYSIWYG editors and stuff like that you you had to write code <laughs> if you wanted it to work and um and and I was I guess proficient enough that they put me in charge and uh and 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 that's how I how I kind watch of got out. into IT. That's a, you got you got to watch out for that, you know. <laughs> yeah, the Peter Principle, right? You know, and um, and then the dot com bus happened. Um, I I got another job, and um, uh, three months after that, nine uh, eleven happened, so I got laid off from that. So you know, two thousand one was a hard year. It was like. Um, I, I, basically my wife was pregnant. I had bought a house. I got laid off twice. I totaled my car in an accident. And then, you know, nine 11 happened just like, it was a very stressful year uh, for me, but, uh, I, I just kept chugging along, man. And, and I, and I managed to get my first ever managed to get my first ever IT job, um, despite of all that. And, and, uh, I'm sorry, my first ever insurance job. That's when, you know, 2001, I started working for travelers. Uh, and, and, and it's just, you know, it's where I've been ever since insurance technology. And I, I, I was a travelers for several years, um, you know, jumped on the bandwagon with a bunch of friends who had left Excel to, to, or left travelers to join Excel. And eventually I made the leap too. And, um, and just recently, uh, wrapped up a 14 year stint, uh, with, uh, with Excel who, you know, was Excel when I started, then became Excel Catlin, and then uh, is more commonly today known as XXL. Yeah. So you really made the rounds. Like, what what about insurance geeked you out the most? Like, let's just talk about what I mean, because you've dedicated your life to this. So, what what made you the most excited about the entire industry and your willingness to dedicate your career to it? If you talk to the ninety nine people in insurance, talk to hundred people in insurance, ninety nine will tell you like. Um, they didn't set out to be an insurance, right? Like if you're an actuary and, and, and in the risk management field, maybe uh, you pictured that insurance was in your future. But for me, you know, 
haven't told you on my background that clearly that wasn't something I was looking to do, but I needed a job and I had a family and I had a friend who said, travelers is hiring, send me your resume. And that's how I got into it. Um, I was like, what? No nights and weekends and I get a good paycheck. Oh, and I get vacation time. I remember the first time I took two weeks off in a row. I was like, this is like heaven, right? What a country club life it was, you know, working in, in, in corporate compared to what I had come from uh, at that point. And, um, but that's not what kept me in insurance, right? So it was, it was a paycheck and benefits and all that good stuff that got me in insurance. But what I learned, uh, what I found once, once I was in, right, I started as a software developer. I, um, you know, joined Travelers and I was part of a, a new system build project. This was back in the day when uh, insurers would write, uh, write the code by hand and they would build the systems themselves because there was no, you know, software package, uh, big, so, uh, you know, full stack software package that you can buy. Uh, so we, we, you know, we, we built a lot of stuff from the, from the ground up and I was loving it. And, and what I found was that insurance was actually a tech and data industry, right? And I think a lot of people picture insurance, they think about, you know, the insurance sales guy, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, middle age, probably white, probably male, um, you know, walking around with probably a blue suit on um, and, and, and trying, to, trying to tell them uh, all the reasons that they need insurance. And um, that's not what I found when I entered the industry. I found really smart people that, that love technology. I found a world of data that, that, that we can work with. And, and that's what really um, made me fall in love with it. Not to mention the fact that once I realized what insurance did as a function in society in terms of creating protection for, for the world to take risk and the world to advance, um, that's, that just it put things to even yet another level. Not only did I love what I was doing, I loved why I was able to do it. Rob, I know you probably had similar feelings. Yeah, no. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your personal story and, and journey, Stacy. It's it's really inspiring, and I hope it, it is uh, for our, our listeners as well. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, how you started InsureTech Hartford and kind of explain to our our audience, you know, what the organization is and and how it's grown. But I have to do this. Isn't even a humble brag. I'm gonna have to do the brag first. So uh, I'm showcasing my. Making Waves Award. So the InsurTech Hartford folks had their uh, annual symposium a couple of weeks ago as we're recording this. And uh, it's just grown substantially. This year was at the Mohegan Sun. And so I was one of 12 honorees. So I, I really appreciate uh, everything that uh, InsurTech Hartford did for, for me personally. Uh, and I know, you know, all the, the fellow recipients were, were honored as well. So um, now enough about me. <laughs> Tell us about InsurTech Hartford. How did you get started? Um, I know you had some very humble beginnings and it actually speaks to me about the amazing uh, insurance community of Hartford uh, and how has it grown and, and you know, where are you at today with, uh, with the uh, organization? Well, you know, I didn't set out to build anything. I just, I was looking to be a part of something and uh, found, found that nothing that I was looking for existed. Uh, I was seeing, so I was, I was, you know, Excel, I was working on uh, digital strategy, uh, as, as we called it at the time, and trying to figure out, uh, you know, there's all this noise in the industry about how, uh, you know, investors were putting money into startups uh, with, with you know, and all this new tech was going to disrupt and, and, 
and all this stuff. And I, and I saw that and I said, Hey, you know what? This reminds me of, this reminds me of those dot-com days, right? Which is, uh, yeah, I told you about background, how I kind of even got into it, et cetera. And I'm like, I, I want to be a part of this somehow. And I started talking to people because I'd been in the industry about 15 years at that point. And I started talking to people that I knew around Hartford and I'm like, are you, do you see anything like this? And people are like, no, it's, it's Hartford. We don't, we don't do that here. And I'm like, but it's Hartford and we should do that here because there's a ton of insurance and here's something threatening our industry. Why don't we, why don't we get involved? And, and I didn't know what it meant. And all I said was, I, you know, I'm going to try and put a meeting together. And I set out to look for a location. And that was, that was a little tough because like every restaurant in town wanted like a thousand dollars plus, you know, this, you know, what looked to me like a very expensive catering menu that you had to buy in bulk from. And I'm like, I don't know if anybody's even going to show up, right? I don't want to put that, like all that at risk. And I got lucky because I got introduced to um, the, the founder of Upward Hartford, which was a, a co-working space that that we had in, in uh, that at the time wasn't even open yet. They were planning, and I and I remember talking to the founder, and she was like, "Well, what do you need?" I'm like, "Well, I, I need space." She's like, "Well, I've got space. What else do you need?" And it was kind of like a match made in heaven thing because she wanted to bring people into her co-working center. Um, she uh, loved the idea of startups being there. She loved the idea of 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 corporates being there, and me, I love the idea of having a place, especially one that at least initially I didn't even have to pay for. So we we were we we both got something out of it that we wanted, and uh, and that was kind of how it started. And so I just you know was bringing people together. I was you know pulling out my 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 credit card and buying pizza and and carrying cases of beer down Main Street, and you know doing doing every single thing that it took to just try and bring people together and uh, to, to collaborate. And then we started having hackathons and we started getting, um, you know, creative with it. And, um, and that, that was kind of how it all, it all started. It's just, it, you know, you see a lot of conferences uh, nowadays and um, especially, you know, what seems to be the common thread is overseas media companies seeing uh, um, the opportunity in, 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 in the United States and just thinking they'll, just pop up another conference and that, that, yeah, uh, that's not, that's not only in insurance, by the way, the same thing happened in the construction sector where I was really active. It's, yeah. It's, it's always the Brits, man, the Brits, they come. <laughs> I in wasn't going to call anybody. Oh, out. come on. It's yeah. the Brits. And it's, 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 there's multiple I love agencies. Them, yeah. I lo- love them. I mean, I'm, I'm half British. Friends. I'm half mm-hmm. British, you know, it's, it's what it is. Same here. But, um, you know, Brown, it, it comes from somewhere on an Island over there, but, um, Anyway, the the thing is, uh, I didn't set out to do that, right? It's not like I said, "Hey, I want to build a media company. I want to be in the in, in the conference business." I just wanted to talk to peers in my industry around what was going on. I wanted to stay close to it, and I wanted to see how I could contribute to it. And um, and there were some, uh, you know, challenges along the way. Like one of them being that I worked for one of the world's largest insurance companies. And how am I going to go out there doing this when I have this day job? Right. And so um, kind of like the story that I told you uh, about, uh, you know, I was working full time and going to school four classes a week while raising uh, two kids when my wife wasn't, wasn't uh, employed. Like I just kind of grew up not knowing anything less than always juggling, uh, you know, multiple things at once and, and working my butt off. So um, that's what I did for, that's what I've done for, for, for many years. You know, I, I, I worked hard at my, my corporate gig um, 
to the fullest extent that they would give me opportunity. And I, at the same time, was just interested in building community. But something happened during the pandemic, uh, which which changed everything because it really did start out as kind of like a hobby, if you would. Um, but then during the pandemic, um, you know, it was in Tech Hartford. It was about the community and everything I was doing was local. But during the pandemic, we couldn't get together anymore with all of our, our friends. And uh, we had to start going online. And when that happened, things just started becoming more global. Everything became more global and our brand became global. And it's taken a while for people to realize InsureTech Hartford is not just about the four walls of the city of Hartford, right? It's um, uh, it's 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 actually a, um, a community that's engaged and plugged in uh, everywhere. Uh, uh, across the globe, really. We have uh, friends and network uh, from Australia, Japan, um, Africa, uh, you know, Istanbul, Israel, uh, all throughout Europe, uh, various parts of South America, uh, Canada. So, you know, basically everywhere we, we've, we've built this network. We, we, we run this innovation challenge every year that started as um, something we wanted to do with a couple carriers sponsoring uh uh, some prizes to get a few local university students interested, and we'd have like a final and finals and awards event at the University of Hartford. Uh, we wound up doing that online, and now every year when we run it, we get applications from like twelve to fifteen different countries, and uh, it's truly become like a global thing. And the symposium uh, was something you know when we did it for the first time in 2019 was nice. Um, you know, we we were at a Marriott, we had um, just under 300 people. And it was like a Goldilocks, it felt like a Goldilocks moment um, where we had like just the right amount of people and just the right amount of space for just the right amount of time. And, um, but that felt really good. We wanted to do it again. And, you know, we wound up having to do everything online during the pandemic. And, uh, and in 21, we tried to launch the symposium again and Delta variant was kicking up and everyone was concerned about, you know, we wanted to sign contracts and, and all this stuff. So, we wound up booting it to 2022. So we, we went back and did the symposium last year and uh, and it was pretty successful at the Connecticut Convention Center. And this year we upped the ante, we went to Mohegan Sun. Um, we had the entire uh, Earth Exhibit Hall to do what we will, uh, what we wish with. And um, and I think people really enjoyed it. And uh, and Rob, thank you for uh, for showcasing your award. Uh, you know, we, we um, we, we gave out, like Rob mentioned, about a dozen industry influencer awards. We call it the Making Waves Award because, um, you know, we realized that there's a lot of people out there kind of, you know, making making waves. They're, they're, they're like, if the insurance industry is like an, uh, a slow-moving river uh, that changes the landscape slowly over time, there's people out there that are like little speed boats on this river and they're zipping all around us and they're, and they're making waves. And that's why we, we called it the making waves award. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people like Rob who are out there every day uh, trying to make an impact and trying to make a difference in our industry, but not necessarily getting paid for their efforts and not doing it because their boss told them to, but doing it because this is what their passion is. And it's what they're passionate about. And so um, we thought, why not take advantage of the opportunity of having uh, all these people together to recognize them? So, Rob, I'm, I'm, you know, happy that that we were able to, to to recognize you, and happy that you're happy about receiving the award. And what a long rant that was! I must be making your job real easy right now. 
<laughs> yeah, you're making it real easy, Rob. Yeah, no. Uh, so, Stacy, just for and again, thank you so much for for all that you've done. And, and you know, as you've mentioned, I attended some of the virtual events and saw some of the folks from from all around the world. Right. So, tell us, you know, what is InsureTech Hartford today? Who are you looking to engage with? Uh, if somebody wanted to know you know, what services you provide or, or how could you help them? Maybe they're a startup, maybe they're a corporate, maybe you can just tell us kind of, you know, where's InsureTech Hartford today? What are the, the services that you provide and who are you looking to connect with? Well, where we are today and where we're going um, is, is shifting. And there's some things in the works that I, man, I wish we were having this conversation like a month from now, I'd probably have such some really cool stuff that, that I could tell you, but um, we've been, mainly focused on bringing people together as a way to drive innovation and, um, you know, i.e. events, right? But there are a couple forces at play here. Number one, we've built this in- incredible network. Like I mentioned, you know, basically it's global. Um, and there's a lot of people that are just like me, right? They're, you know, a lot of years in the industry, a lot of um, experience, uh but probably want to find different ways to make use of their time and create value. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're looking at those folks as, um, you know, executives, uh, let's say that um, can bring a lot of value to startups uh, and, and, and there's startups out there that they need the help, they need the talent. So we're, we're trying to work on some creative ways to bring those things together. So if, if you're a startup, if someone, if there's a startup out there that, um, well, every startup out there is, uh, is, is trying to manage cash, right? So they're, they're all tight on cash. Um, a lot of times it's easy to fall into the trap. I, I, at one of the InsureTech Slopes events, I heard a founder telling this story about how in, in his early days of bootstrapping his company, he didn't have a lot of cash. So what he did is he, he hired low cost people that seemed to have high in uh, uh, energy and high interest to learn. Um, and about three of the first 10 hires actually worked out, right? So <laughs> you think you're saving money, but you're losing the productivity, right? Sometimes sometimes it's time. I, mean, I, I was there. I was there for a long time. I bootstrapped for a long time. So he's you still get things done. You still limp along, but uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it can be challenging. You, you lose a lot of productivity on, on bad hires. Well, that's it. That's that's the so. What if you can? Well, what if you can hire highly experienced executives for 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 lower on a, on a fractional basis for lower cost, right? So that's kind of along the lines of where we're going. People that have the experience, they have the networks, they have a lot of the things that 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 startups need, right? So that's one area of of opportunity that that we're looking at, uh, but also. Um, you know, James, you mentioned about how we met at the InsureTech Chicago event. So I've I've been helping uh, get that that community off the ground and get that started. Uh, I've also been working with uh, Lisa Wardlaw on on trying to get the Atlanta community going. So I'm um, I'm interested in taking uh, a lot of the lessons that I've learned about community activation and community building and start growing communities um, elsewhere across the U.S. And so. Like I said, if it was a month from now, I'd probably have a bunch of stuff to tell you about that. Um, but there's, um, you know, that's another thing of what we're what we're doing. And I think for um, for for in, in insurance carriers, 
uh, you know, they there's a, there's a lot of information out there, right? Uh, there's a lot of startups, there's a lot of tech, uh, and everybody wants your time. And I think, um, you know, first off, for me personally, with 20 plus years in the in the buy side of the industry as an insurance IT exec, I, I, I've learned uh, I've learned a lot, and so I think I can um, uh, help help a lot of people uh, with with that department as well. So that's something else that we're we're looking at and, and trying to figure out how to put together. So there's there's a few different avenues basically going on, and of course we want to continue to have the the innovation challenge. We want to continue to have the next InsureTech Hartford Symposium. And, uh, and 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 keep all these networking events going across multiple communities. So there's there's a lot going on right now, actually. The, what's the what's the long term? Let's just kind of wrap with this. Like, what does the long term look like in the let's let, let's say five years from now? You know, the insure tech scene's evolving a lot, right? There's a huge focus on profitability, right? Uh, there's a, there's a huge focus on, uh, kind of pivoting away from a lot of the concepts people originally talked about with disintermediation because they're like, oh wait, we still need brokers. Right. So Mm -hmm. you, like a lot of things have changed and, and gravity, they they found out gravity still applies. So how, you know, where, where do you see the, the future of insure tech in general going, um, in the next few years? What, what do you think the, the big, the big emphasis is going to be? Is it going to all be AI and and chat GPT and how to use large language models. I mean, is it going to be, um, you know, finally putting the the bullet in the head of, uh, of on-prem and mainframes? I mean, what, 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 what do you, what do you think on insure tech in general? Well, the, 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 my first answer to that would be uh, something that I mentioned in my opening remarks at the, at the symposium a few weeks ago is that, you know, tech is changing everything and it's changing fast. Tech is no longer something you you need to do to differentiate it's something you need to do to survive if you're not adopting new tech at scale rapidly in your company uh guess what your competitors are and even uh the companies you don't consider your competitors are are going to start rapidly scaling because they do so tech technology is changing fast we as an industry uh all the all the players whether you're on the distribution side you're on the risk side uh, and capacity side, it, whatever it is, we all have to get used to change. So, I uh, so if if um, if technology is changing fast and it's not the differentiator anymore, if technology is changing fast and it's not the differentiator anymore, what is? And uh, to me, the answer to that is people, right? So we could sit here and try to pontificate about what the next, you know you know, future tech is going to be, uh, obviously AI is going to continue to, to be uh, highly relevant and it's going to make, uh, continue to make a lot of changes, but quantum computing is, you know, really starting to scale up and there's a lot of government money going into the research and development of that stuff. There's manufacturing capabilities being brought back into the United States. There's, there's, there's a lot going on that's going to, um, and it make the power of what we can do with data even more advanced than we can fathom today. So I think that that trend is not just insurance, that's everything that touches our tech, everywhere that technology touches our lives, which is basically everywhere. Like you can't even watch TV anymore without having to learn new technology, it seems, right? So um, I, I think, you know, we, yes, we will continue to see AI and we'll continue to see a lot of, 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 of 
change due to technology. But the, the big thing that's most important really is the people. And I think that's where all this community is why I choose to do community building right now, because I think uh, organizations are so used to innovating within the four, within their four walls, you know, maybe they'll hire an external consultant to come in and, and help ask the hard questions that nobody wants to ask themselves internally. But we're, we're at a point where to, to really be rapidly advancing and innovating and staying current with the industry, companies need to do a better job of going out into the industry to find out about it. And that's why um, I think this community building stuff is, is, is hot and I'm going to continue focusing on it. Yeah. I mean, so much, there's, there's a whole culture side as well, James, a whole yeah. culture side to this insure tech movement, right? It's not just the the tech part. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a huge amount of value to just bringing people together that have you know, like-minded, have similar interests and have a similar goals and are change focused and oriented. Uh, it, it's, it's part of a movement I was heavily involved with in the construction tech context space for 12 years. And, and we did, we did something very similar. We created regional events and we had, you know, content crew events for five years. And we had, you know, we, I mean, I, I've, I've been down that road and it was amazing to watch all the companies that were started out of that and all the executives that became executives that big construction companies out of that. So, I mean, I've, I've seen the playbook. I've watched it happen before. It really is amazing how community and, and connecting people and, and sharing ideas turns into, um, you know, re- real lasting transformative change. So I'm just excited to watch you and to be a small, small fly on the wall while, while you've been, been building this really cool community. I'm excited to see uh, InsureTech's uh, spread. I think it'd be really cool to have them in every major city in the United States. You know, InsureTech LA, InsureTech San Francisco, InsureTech Houston, you know, and definitely InsureTech Miami, InsureTech <laughs> Fort Myers. When you look at like where the insurance companies are, you're going to have to be in Florida. So, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I think it, I think it'll be neat to see it spread and grow and turn it into something really, you know, really, you know, continue to be something that's really relevant. That's, that's really pushing the needle forward. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, no, I was just going to say what I love about your organization, Stacey, is it's truly grassroots, right? And I know a lot of other folks have tried to start incubators and accelerators and other stuff. And, and um, that's great, right? But oftentimes it is at the direction of one single corporation. They're trying to share and maybe they try to get partners. But you know, what I love about and I think is somewhat unique about InsureTech Hartford is that grassroots nature, right? Of just It's an amazing community for those that have never been to Hartford. I've just met so many other folks. So there's many, many other folks. Stacey, you're, you're the face of it and definitely the the driving force, but I know you've had a a ton of helping hands along the way in various forms. And so to see you try to um, figure out, you know, how do we do that in Chicago? How do we do that in Atlanta? How do we replicate this very grassroots movement? So in a very corporate world of of insurance and technology, having this, you know, activism, as you talk about, right, this grassroots, I think it's actually in a kind of incredible story, one that you wouldn't really expect. So congrats on all your success. Thank you, Rob. Awesome. Well, look, Stacey, it's been good to have you on and good to hear about what's going on with InsureTech, what the history has been, how you got there, where you're going, uh, where, where it's going to spread to. Uh, certainly, uh, Rob and I are excited to attend a, a, an event in the future and uh, continue to, to engage. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for talking about this and thanks for what you're doing. Again, just tell everybody where they can find out more information on InsureTech. Well, insuretechhartford.com is a great place to start. Awesome. There you have it. Go, uh, go, go hit that up and then certainly hit up Stacy on LinkedIn. He'll be uh, happy to engage with you, Stacy. Thanks for all your hard work. Appreciate it. Having been there, done that and, and, uh, and, and know how hard it is. I really appreciate all your hard work on this and what you're doing to just, you know, obviously not just change companies, but change the industry. Thanks, James. Okay. Thanks guys. We'll see you later.
And that's going to be a wrap for our current episode of the InsureTech Geek podcast. Uh, This has been our interview with Stacey Brown from InsureTech Hartford. We'll geek out with you next time. Thanks. The InsureTech Geek podcast powered by JB Knowledge, jbknowledge.com. It's all about technology that's transforming and disrupting the insurance world. I've been your host, James Benham. That's jamesbenham.com with co-host Rob Galbraith at endofinsurance.com. And thank you for joining us today. Look forward to talking with you soon. We're taking you on a journey through insurance tech. So enjoy the ride and geek out.